for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Jordan Rodriguez, who covers the LA Rams for the Athletic, about Week 18 Rams and 49ers. A lot is on the line for both of these teams. The Niners can win this game and vault themselves into the playoffs, clinch themselves a playoff spot. If the Rams win or get a loss from the Arizona Cardinals, they will clinch the NFC West, and they'll remain likely the number two seed with a victory over the 49ers. They could also still match up again with the 49ers if the Niners win this game at some point in the NFC playoff picture. All things we can discuss, as well as the record-breaking season of Cooper Cup with Jordan Rodrigue, who joins me next. Today is Friday, January 7th. Always fun when we can talk LA Rams football with one of our favorite guests, Jordan Rodrigue. She covers the Rams for The Athletic. You can also hear her on the 11 Personnel podcast. Jordan, we haven't gotten a chance to talk to you this season. How are you? I know. When we tried to do it last time around, the Rams went and, and traded for Odell Beckham Jr. So things got a little crazy. And that <laughs> I'm just thinking about that now. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, so much has happened this season for both of these teams. It feels insane, man. But Happy to be talking to you today. I wasn't planning on jumping off there, but why don't we start there? I was going to ask you from, you know, if we were going to get a, a big season-long look-back perspective on the Rams season, uh, we could start with week one, obviously. But why don't we start with right there? Since the Robert Woods injury, since Odell Beckham Jr. comes over from the Cleveland Browns and people are saying, I don't know if this guy's going to help. I don't know how many snaps he's going to play. I don't know if he's going to fit in with this offense. He's been pretty good for them as a, as a second receiver to maybe the greatest guy to ever grace the planet in Cooper Cup, right? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you ask anybody. Uh, in the building definitely that's that's what they think and and it's it's interesting because you can still see too I mean I think you start to see how complicated it must have been to try to learn this offense jumping into it just kind of pivoting mid-team and mid-season and and jumping into it in November obviously the faded 49ers game of November being his first game with the Rams and now a couple of months under his belt You can now see, because of the progress he's made, uh, I think it was like five touchdowns in six games, the progress he's made so far, it also illustrates how kind of just cold he had to come into things because you see such a difference in in where he's at now versus where he was. There's even some things, you know, you you heard him on the uh, post-game broadcast last week. He was talking about how he ran the wrong route on the, the Matthew Stafford pick six. And it's just things like that that, like, you can tell these guys are just actively working to put the pieces together week over week. And that's part of it that's been really fun to watch for me is you know what you're going to get from Cooper Cup. And I don't say that to diminish his accomplishments at all because it's insane. But I do think that it's been really fun with some of the other pieces. You remember that this is a first-year quarterback in a first in this first new system. You remember that it's a first receiver in his first new system in, in a little bit. And you see these guys sort of problem-solve in real time, regardless of how the game's going. And they've been some roller coasters. That's been really fun for me to watch. It's been really fun, I think, for everybody to watch, especially when you have a quarterback like Matt Stafford who can take over an offense in the way that he has and make the adjustments on the fly with a new receiver. This is something that I think you've got to have an established guy who can take the reins of this offense. And he talked about that at the start of the year. The verbiage was different, but it's a lot of the same things you've learned throughout your career. In terms of looking back at this entire season, if we were to ask you, you know, heading into week 18, which we were joking before we started here, it's still regular (laughs) season football. If we were going to look back, do you think that where the Rams are right now, is this where they anticipate? to be? Are they worse off? Are they better off? I mean, they're in position here with a win or a loss by the Cardinals or a tie by either team this week to clinch the division. Is this where they expected to be, you think? 
Yeah, I think they expected to be in position. First of all, they definitely expected a playoff clinch, which they got a couple weeks ago, but they certainly expected to be in position to sort of be in command of the, the NFC West by their acquisition of of Matthew Stafford and also some of the other pieces that they acquired. Um, a couple of those guys, Odell and Von Miller, really showing up big for them in the last couple of weeks. That was the curve that they were intending and anticipating when they made those moves. That was this space that they're in now is what they anticipated. I think it's been interesting. You kind of have to come into this reality if you if you are in this division that it's going to be a dogfight all the way down the stretch. Like we were we were joking before this about like, I always bring a meme on here, you guys. I, I <laughs> it was the Spider Man pointing me, but we were we were like, oh yeah, you know, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, they're like that meme of the of the older gentleman at his car and he's like, Call an ambulance. And then a guy comes up to him and he pulls a, a gun out of his trench coat and he goes, But not for me. You know, it's just not you these guys are never out of it. No none of these teams other than Seattle, which I think kind of surprised everybody as well, but like None of these teams are ever really, really out of it. And so I think that was a reality they expected. Having to win, you know, 12, 13 games in order to be at the top of the division, that's just how it goes now here in the NFC West. And I think that that is something where they certainly do think that they are better off because they feel that they are more competitive within that space than they were previously. Obviously, the loss of Robert Woods was huge, but sort of circling the wagons and sort of rallying through December and then now on that on that win streak that they're on, I think that they feel they have positive momentum until they, you know, come up in, against the brick wall that always is the San Francisco 49ers to them. <laughs> the 49er fan base, I, I think heading into this game, and this is just my take on, you know, based on, on what you curate in your mind from seeing on Twitter and conversations you have with people and what you hear on Sports Talk Radio and podcasts, it feels to me like 49er fans, regardless of who the Rams run out there, feel pretty confident in Kyle Shanahan's game planning against that team. And now it's, it's Raheem Morris. It's not that he's game planning against Sean McVay, but they've had great levels of success against the Rams. Is it Five or six consecutive wins now? Yeah, I think it's six because I know it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so it may be up to six now going back to that November win. The feeling for this week is obviously a little bit different. We don't know for sure if it'll be Trey Lance, if it'll be Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy's now going to need surgery after the season. Uh, what's the level of confidence you think in the Rams? I mean, the Rams team themselves. You feel like every week you're going to go out and, and have to compete. And as you mentioned, it's a dogfight in the NFC West. But as far as how they stack up against the Niners, has that been a, a topic of conversation down in Rams world? Not necessarily how they stack up against them, but definitely sort of this being, I think, a little bit more of a, an emotional punch behind it. Because, I mean, what we realized in November, you and I both and, and a bunch of people kind of on the outside and then the Rams themselves realized is the 49ers. I mean, the Titans game was bad, but the 49ers were the ones that really established the blueprint of how to beat this Rams team. And it's a very slim margin, but the 49ers were able to execute their plan A plus against a team that was shooting itself in the foot early. And going ball control and keeping the ball on the ground away from Jalen Ramsey, trying to just continue to punch, 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 punch on the ground physically and, and bite off little little chunks at a time and, and you know execute those really long drives. Every time the Rams have been in an early deficit, and usually because of a Matthew Stafford turnover, this is the methodology that teams have every single time since the 49ers game in November used against them. And it's the way that you beat the Rams. It's the way that, you know, the Ravens tried to continue. I mean, other than that game-winning drive by Matthew Stafford at the end of the fourth quarter, which was outstanding, this was the way the Ravens were about to, the depleted Ravens were about to beat the Rams last week. And so I think that, you know, the way that this stacks up is the Rams, I think personnel-wise, um, they're looking really good right now. 
But it won't matter if they make mistakes against themselves and beat themselves because you know that, you know, Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel on the other side are going to establish that ball control plan that just really kills them. You almost can just see it written in the stars at this point that that is what they will do. And it works. And so that's why I think that this game means a little bit more, not just because of what it is in the division, not just because they they keep losing to them, but also because the 49ers beat the Rams and basically, you know, sent a, a skywriter up there and said, hey, guys, this is how you do it. So um, it's going to be really interesting to me. And they, they obviously cannot make those mistakes early on. Have you tried to run through playoff scenarios yet in your head, or, or is it too jumbled at this point to oh, even God. try to figure out? I, I, I know the Rams, <laughs> with, a, with a win or a tie, they get in as, as the division champion. That would probably establish them still as the, the number two team. They own the head-to-head tiebreak over Tampa based on the head-to-head win percentage or the, the victory over Tampa. I'm just wondering, I guess, is it in the cards that the Rams could, with a loss, drop to number three and the Niners remain at six and then end up facing them again in Week 18 in a wild-card game? I do know that there's a percentage that they could see each other again, but I think think right now the larger odds are that the Rams are the two and then they have the home game. But then also there's all kinds of wild scenarios where they do see the 49ers again in one of those scenarios. And then they also could see the Cowboys. They also could see the Saints. To me, it makes my head spin. I was literally just staring, <laughs> staring at a chart earlier today. And I was like, why do I cover this d- division? Oh my God, I can't d- do any of this in my head. And I was just staring at this chart, not absorbing any of it. But it is crazy. And I think that it, that's part of the reason why you try to simplify so much of, of what this is. Like to me, the Rams go in and they think to, they don't think about all of this stuff. They, they legitimately try to just win this game because they need it. They really need to beat this team. You're in, you're going to host a playoff game, you're right. It just sort of boils down to getting a win in this one. And with the Niners having COVID now in the secondary, this could be a sort of a headache against a really, really tough receiving core of the Rams. I want to finish with that right there. And I read your big piece on Cooper Cup. You did a great job with this. Can you put this season in perspective for, I mean, we play fantasy football, we watch Red Zone, we see the kind of year he's having. It's been incredible relative to the number of touchdowns he caught last year and how long it took him to get to that number. And we've seen him emerge in the Sean McVay offense as a legitimate, like, number one wide receiver across football and maybe now in all of the NFL put into perspective for us what the season has been like how we got to this point and where Cooper Cup is going beyond 2022 yeah it's so cool man like it's it's really interesting the things that I love about what he's accomplished this year he's obviously the leader in the triple crown race right now and barring some sort of insane game from the guys who are trying to catch him he will finish an 18 or 17 game season in an 18 week season, as we know, he will finish as the triple crown leader. Those are rare. It's like once a decade that happens. And it's just absolutely astounding to me that you can finish as the league leader in touchdowns, catches and yards. But he also is leading the league in yards after the catch, which is again, part of his game is being super physical um, in the intermediate layers. He basically plays tight end for for the Rams as well because of what he's doing in the run game to unlock their entire run game. They they overhauled their run game starting in December behind Sony Michelle and Cooper Cup was a huge part of that because of the way he can seal edges and creases and, and open up holes downfield. And we joke that it's like he's playing Sean McVay isn't is no longer running eleven personnel. He's running eleven and a half personnel because Cooper Cup is out there blocking like a tight end or or like a fullback at times. And then the thing that I think really stands out. And I I think what maybe describes what he means to this offense in a way for numbers people to maybe quantify it a little bit better. So the Rams offensive EPA is is very, very good. It's like second in the league. It's like 135.3, something like that, something close. 
And that's, you know, expected points added. And specifically when Matthew Stafford is targeting Cooper Cup, it jumps up to like 170. Like that is a third of their overall EPA added to their EPA specifically when Matthew Stafford is targeting Cooper Cup. That's insane. That is not happening with any other player in the National Football League right now. And um, it's just pretty astounding to me. It's been really fun to watch. And I think uh, so different when we talk like, you know, cross sport records and what they mean. We're looking at the 18 game, the 18 week season, 17 game season, just sort of saying, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter that it, that it has not happened in a long time or that it's happening over this many games. The fact that he's done it is incredible. You're still out there playing the games against everybody else in the league. So it's been a lot of fun to watch Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup this year. And uh, I'd say... Jordan, right now it's on the table that I don't have the percentages in front of me or the chart in front of me. I'd say it's on the table that we're talking to you again, uh, like week 19 before a divisional game. Oh my Rams gosh. And, and 49ers. It's, it's, in, it's in the mix. It's out there. Yeah, we might get this twice in, in one month. Like, lucky us. This is, I mean, the, the players <laughs> will probably be like, oh my God, here we go again. But, but lucky us, I think it's going to be, um, it's going to be really fun to watch. And again, like you come in there and you're like, okay, yeah, it could go either way. You do come into it thinking every time and this could go either way, regardless of where the 49ers are at, who their quarterback is, how depleted they are, regardless of how well or poorly the Rams are playing at the time. Like you do always think this thing could go either way. And I think that's indicative of just like the really just accelerated and elevated intensity at which these guys approach this particular matchup. Yeah, I think Rams fans look at it and say, yeah, we're due. Niner fans look at it and say, it's ownage. So something's got to <laughs> give on Sunday at SoFi. Jordan, do a great job covering the team, and I really do hope we catch up again this postseason. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. It's always a treat. Great stuff from Jordan Rodriguez. Yeah, we didn't get to talk to her back in November, the first time the Niners and the Rams squared off, but uh, we'll get her this time around and and maybe again if they play in the NFL postseason. And that is on the table. The Niners and the Rams could square off potentially, I guess. Maybe week 19 could be also week 20 in an NFL divisional weekend. And I did some uh, some quick research there. It is five consecutive wins for the 49ers over the L.A. Rams. The last time the Rams beat the Niners came back on December 30th, 2018 at the L.A. Coliseum. Just running through some of those numbers. Your leading passer for the Niners that day in a 48-32 loss to the Rams was Nick Mullins. He went 23-33, three touchdowns and three interceptions. The leading rusher that day for the 49ers, 16 carries, 111 yards and a touchdown, Alfred Morris. Needless to say, the Niners have a little bit more talent on the roster than they had back in 2018. Thank you to Jordan Rodrigue. Thank you to Brian, my producer. And thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We're going to keep our sights on football on Monday. The CFP, the National Championship, Alabama against Georgia. I don't know how Georgia is going to fare against Bama. I do think they're the only team in the nation that has an opportunity to take down the Crimson Tide. We'll talk a little bit about that game, a, a national perspective on the CFP Championship game. We can discuss that also this weekend, the return of Clay Thompson. All things we will discuss in the day days and weeks ahead. Until then, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the 49ers and the Rams on Sunday. We'll talk to you Monday. The NFL.